Love peanut butter sandwich. Check, check. One, two, three. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. And uh, you want to count down? Sure. You want me to count down or are you going to count it down? Three, two, one. There you go. All right. Welcome into another edition of the Tommy Mac Podcast right here on 1010XL's podcast platform at 1010XL.com. Of course, we are on – hey, good morning, Mama. We are on Facebook Live as well on 1010's page and my own personal page as well. Yeah, I know. I'm wearing the glasses. My wife hates when I wear the glasses, but I can't see if I don't wear the glasses, so I'm going to wear them. But it's great to be back. I haven't been in this studio in a while. Uh, Obviously, uh, Uncle Mike came to town, and let's just say it was 10, um, you know, 10 days, 10 nights of eating and drinking and uh, a little bit of working out. Got a couple, you know, exercise days in, uh, you know, here and there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still sweating it out. And by the way, that ended last Thursday. And then we have, you know, April and May are big, like birthdays. My daughter just turned 20. My oldest just turned 20 on, uh, on Sunday. Um, so my friends, friends of ours, his birthday's on Saturday. So starting on Thursday was on, it was on my daughter on Saturday, my number two, got a, got a plugger and got to tell her, tell the world how proud I am of my Kelsey girl. She entered the Miss PV, uh, pageant on Saturday night. I didn't know what to expect. Nothing at all. Anyway, she gets to the final two and wins first runner up. So f- great job. Never done it before. And those girls, I tell you, a lot of talented girls in that pageantry. So that was pretty cool seeing that. And then we finish with, uh, I don't know, our fourth or fifth celebration of my 20th, my daughter's 20th birthday with another dinner last night. So great to be back. Great to be alive. I'm probably about 10, 12 pounds heavier, but that's okay. I'm, I'm working on it. I tell you, that sugar, that sugar, I tell you, that, and those beers. And you know, it's funny. I go from here to film my Horse's Mouth TV show, you know, and what am I? I'm a bartender at a bar, and yes, we drink beer. Now, granted, it's only like one, but, you know, I'm thinking, all right, here's the day. Nothing at all. <laughs> Nonetheless, we uh, we will get after it there as well. Going to talk a lot today. You know, interesting. So um, just to look around the NFL real quick. You know, Julian Edelman retires. A, a fantastic player. He, he was. Slot receiver, return guy, what whatnot. Whoever started the Hall of Fame discussion, shame on you. Why even bring it up? You know the answer already. Don't you know the answer? Unless you're a New England fan, maybe, who's biased, you know the answer already. But why even bring it up? Why take the shot at the man who just had a fantastic career? Fantastic career. Now, granted, he had Brady throwing him the ball, but guess what? Julian Edelman came into the league as a a small school quarterback and return guy. And that's how he made it with the Pats, as a return guy. And then they get him in the slot. He, I don't want to say he revolutionized the slot position, because that's been around a long time, but he was a hell of a matchup. He was a hell of a matchup, and he was always open, tough player, sure-handed guy. Is he a Hall of Famer? No, he's not. But you know what? He's a hell of a player. So why even bring it up? You know, I see, you know, oh, if Torrey Holt doesn't get in, he shouldn't get in. Jimmy Smith, agreed. All agreeable. But let's wait. He's not even eligible for for five years. You know he's not first ballot. So why even bring him up? It's not like Randy Moss retiring. Totally different story, right? Julian Edelman is a fantastic player, had a fantastic career. I think that's uh, that's that's kick-ass, that he's, he's retiring on his own terms. Look, for most of us, we don't get to say when it's over. 
The majority of us don't. It's over because of injury or whatever. You get replaced, whatever, bad timing, whatever the case may be. Uh, it's over. Um, it's, it's great for guys that can say, you know what? I'm done. Thank you. I'm going to move on to the next chapter in my life. And I wish Julian Edelman nothing but the best. I, look, I don't know the guy, but I like tough players. And I don't give a crap what you say about him Hall of Fame-wise. He's one of the toughest receivers that have ever played the game. And I, I'll, I'll stand by that. Uh, all day long. Uh, Joe Cullen speaks, the defensive coordinator of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, media, can we just quell the 3-4? Three, it's 3-4. Three, it's 3-4. Three, it's it's going to be a hybrid of 3-4 and a lot of 4-3. So it's going to be a little bit of mixture. I think the key player in all of that is is uh, Joe Schobert, the linebacker. What do you do with Joe in the 3-4? Or do you not have him out there in a 3-4? You know, is it Shaq Quarterman as that bubble, you know, hammer in the uh, inside linebacker position? Do they move Miles from inside 4-3 to an outside 3-4 on occasion? I tell you one thing about this. We have a lot of speed at linebacker and safety. You got to utilize that speed, man. You got to make some games. You got to, you know, you got to get after it a little bit. Confuse that that offense. And speed kills. It always does. You already have a chase on Allen. You got it right there. Add some more to it. Uh, as well. Um, but um, yeah, going to be interesting watching Joe Collin, first time ever defense coordinator. He was here as a D-line coach, got to meet Joe, great guy. And you, you're going to love his energy. His energy is fantastic. Now it's time to go from a D-line coach to running the D. He's going to do it with good players, tough players. And he said that uh, that effort, relentless effort is number one. So I do have a T-Mac cup, but I lost it. My wife, I, I, I lose stuff, but she lets me use hers, so it's nice. And unlike other podcasts around the country, this is water, so you know. It's early, and I'm, I'm rehydrating, no doubt about it. Okay, congrats uh, to Trevor Lawrence and his bride. They got married over the weekend. Fantastic. Young guy, young kids getting married right out of college. God bless them, and uh, nothing but the best, right? Nothing, nothing, nothing better than having a great marriage. And I have, and I don't think she's on anymore, but even if she is or isn't, I have the best marriage, at least from my point of view. The greatest teammate I've ever had in my life is my wife, Christina, and she's the best everything. Uh, and that's important. That's important, especially for a young guy that's coming into a high-profile position and situation. I mean, you got Urban Meyer here. The media's here. I mean, they're coming. You know, you're, you're the number one pick. They're already talking about the playbook. That's great. Uh, Cincinnati did that with Joe Burrow last year, so that's a good thing. Get started early. Get to know the system. Understand the terminology. It's nice to have a, a, a you know a solid base at home. Now you just got to stay home, and that'll be the key <laughs> for any married couple, no doubt about. It. Or if you go out, go out together, right? You don't go out separately. Go out together, or maybe not go out at all. But nonetheless, congrats to the newlyweds. And we wish them, I wish them nothing but the best. All right, I was doing a little, because I, I really like Joe Burrow coming out of college. I thought he was bad already. Like, I look, again, I probably am re, re, being redundant here and repeating myself. When our nephew, my wife's nephew, went to Auburn to swim, I started watching Auburn football. I watched LSU play Auburn. This is back when uh, Joe's first year there, right? Uh, 18 and 19. 
And I remember watching this kid. I had no idea who he was. I was like, man, this kid, is, he's a tough kid. He's getting the crap kicked out of him, but he keeps escaping, keeps making throws, keeps getting hit. I mean, just, just you know, took a beating and kept coming. And then I watched him maybe two more times that junior year. And, again, he was, he was really impressive. I'm like, wow, this kid's really – now, his stats weren't great his junior year, but they were, they were all right, right? They were decent. Um, his senior year stats were phenomenal. Um, so I thought Joe Burrow was one of the most ready um, quarterbacks coming out of college. Why? Because, to me, the number one component of success in the NFL as a quarterback is your toughness is your mental and physical and emotional toughness, especially when you're trying to make a throw. You, 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 you can't look at the, the rush. you got to feel the rush. Easier said than done. I've never had to do it. I've been on the other side, and trust me, there's nothing better than knocking the crap out of a quarterback. You know, making him bleed, grunt, I don't know, hairline fracture to the sternum, whatever. You know, there's nothing better than that, that kind of shot. And he's going to get hit. Hopefully the O-line's good enough, but again, he's still going to get hit uh, in the National Football League, and that happened. So, to me, that that's number one. And that goes for any rookie QB. And not just first year, second year. Th- Look, you got to prove that you're going to stand there. These guys are big. They're fast. They're nasty. They're vicious. They're, the velocity they hit you with is ridiculous. Um, it hurts. There's no doubt about it. But you have to stand there and take that beating and make that throw in the right spot at the right time, time and time again. Can Trevor Lawrence do that? that? That's my only question about the young man. Now, to back up my thinking here, um, I went and did a little research, okay? So Burrow only started the two years at LSU. In two years, he was sacked. Now, this is just sacks, not hits. Sacked 69 times, average about 35 a year. 35 sacks a year. For Joe Burrow, his last two, it's actually 35 and 34, his last, his two years at LSU. Sorry, I'm a little dry. Um, Trevor Lawrence, on the other hand, he was a three-year starter, and he was sacked 43 times in three years at 14 a year. Now, that's just sacks. It's not hit. So, not pressures, hurries, whatever. That's a big difference. 35 a year to 14 a year. And that's my only concern. It was the same thing with Tua. And other than his hip injury, which I'm, I'm hopefully he's fully recovered and he's going to be good for Miami, I, I was never sold on his toughness in the NFL. And I'm still not yet. And the book's not written. It's still being written. So I, I'm not going to say one way or the other. Um, but that, that when, I, when I knew Joe Burrow was going to sit, I was like, this kid's tough. He's going to stand there and he's going to make the throws and he's got a great arm. And he's, look – Physically, other than being a few inches shorter than Trevor, he's got everything Trevor does. Big arm, athletic, fast, you know, uh, can see plenty over the line, et cetera. Lot, look, and their stats were pretty comparable. What's interesting, though, um, speaking of stats, which I'm not a huge stats guy, you know, it, it does tell part of the story. When I compare Joe Burrow's two years to Trevor Lawrence's three years, Lawrence and him were pretty neck and neck as far as stats. What they, they, I don't know if it was 50-50, but it was pretty close on everything. Yards, yards attempt, um, touchdowns, interceptions, the whole, the whole deal. <clears throat> when, I, when I switched it to two years, Burrow took a lead by a lot. Not by a lot, but by, 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 by a pretty good margin. You should check it out. Anyway, not a knock on uh, 
on um, on Trevor. I wish nothing but tr- the best for Trevor, especially if he does become a Jacksonville Jaguar, wh- which it appears he is going to, which is fantastic. Uh, you better protect him. I think protection for this young QB is one of the top priorities going into the draft. There's, without a doubt, in my in my opinion, I don't think. Look, if you if you fall, <clears throat> excuse me, if a receiver or a tight end falls to you in the draft and he's rated higher, the high you, you take him. There's no doubt. But I'm not looking for a receiver right off the gate. I want more protection for my my QB. Now, again, if somebody if Waddle falls there, I mean somebody just you got to take. You know, I'm talking that that second pick at 25. Um, then you got to take. But I'm looking for this. I this is how I rank in my book. Who I would go with 25 or 33 or even 45. Um, I'm okay if they go another corner because that that guy could be your nickel and learn to play the outside as he as he progresses. I'm okay with another safety. Rashawn Jenkins was brought in. He's a stud uh, uh, vet. Bringing a young guy, another safety. That's okay. I'd really like to see an offense. I'd like to see a tight end. You got you to see a some type of playmaking tight end, I hope, somewhere in that draft. Hunter Long, I know I'm BC, I'm biased, but kid ran a 4.69, 6.5, big kid, can stretch the field a little bit, catches everything, good blocker. May take a look at him in the third round, maybe fourth round, uh, somewhere around there. Um, but that offensive line is huge. Now, look, uh, uh, Sewell, Slater, and, and – um, Darius Shaw are probably going to be gone by 25. But there's some others. I see this Elijah Vera Tucker sliding in a couple drafts. Guy can play guard or tackle. I do like Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan as well. Uh, Tevin Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State could be there. I like Liam Eichenberg out of Notre Dame. I th- Look, every time I watch that kid play, he can block, he can play. Um, so that's going to be interesting there, what we do. Look, we know number one, and that's great. 25, 33, and 45 are critical in my book. I think you got to hit on all three of those to really make a difference and really solidify the first year under Urban Meyer. And that could come in various forms. That could come in a, another D lineman. You know, what if one of the Miami guys are sitting there? You know, you want, to, want a defensive end that can rush. Maybe. You know, um, I don't think, look, to me, D-line's okay. Bec- look, no, no, nothing against Tyson Alualu, but he wasn't going to make or break the defense. He was going to be a nice cog in the in the puzzle whenever they played the 3-4, what have you. Um, but I don't, I don't think that detriments you. Now, I'm, I'm still grabbing more talent where I can, um, but D-line's not a priority for me. Linebacker's definitely not a priority for me. O-line is. I'd like a running back, maybe, you know, to help out in the passing game, although James Robinson, very good in, in coming out of the backfield. I think we're, we're very good at wide receiver, especially with Marvin Jones Jr. coming to the team. So I think we're good there. You know, you're going to get your QB. So let's, let's maybe get some, some offensive linemen that can help, you know, and then a tight end, get it. You know, we're in a great position, I tell you. It's unbelievable. You know, it's funny. I ran in uh, on Thursday night. We had to go to happy hour right after my brother left the happy hour thing we had to go to. And I ran into Dan Henning, the former um, BC coach and New York Jet coach. And one of his friends were there who's also a friend. And he said, you know, Tommy, one of your earlier podcasts, you said you weren't sold on Urban Meyer. Well, how do you feel about him now? And I said, well, first of all, it wasn't that I wasn't sold on Urban Meyer. I wasn't sold on the fact that 
this wasn't just a splash hire by Shad Khan. That's how I originally initially felt about it. Uh, how I feel about it now is I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I am. I'm getting excited about this team. I think they've done a great job in free agency. And I think if they hit on these draft picks, and not just number one, which the only way they're not hitting on number one is if he can't take that, that hit. That's the only way they're not hitting on, on Trevor Lawrence. If he's got the, the, the gojones to stand there and get drilled but still make that throw and, and complete the throw, he's, he's everything you're going to want, everything you ever dreamed for in a QB. If he can't do that, well, God help him. Because <laughs> I don't know what happens there. You know, doesn't mean you can't play, but it'll be a different uh, style of play. But an exciting time here in Jacksonville, Florida. Hope you all have a great week out there. I'm headed to the horse's mouth. Got a veterans edition once again. I love filming that TV show. Always a fun time. Check uh, check us out at uh, IWantABuzz.com. And uh, don't forget, you can check out this podcast and many others at 1010XL's uh, podcast platform at 1010XL.com. Some really good ones, and hopefully you enjoyed this one as well. Until next time, have a great day, and we'll see you right here on the on the Tommy Mac podcast, right here on 1010XL's podcast platform at 1010XL.com. 